0: Because there has been an emergency. To infinity
1: and beyond.
0: I thought my jokes were bad. The force will
2: be with you. Always.
1: We're just like Kevin Bacon. the <laughs>
2: back to the Cinemania World podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we are finally back on the show here after a long break from the podcast. We are back here today for another episode of Cinemania Live. As always, I am joined by my co host, Cinemania Live show, Hannah. Hannah, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm good.
2: God damn it, things have changed since you and I spoke. Last time you and I spoke. Yes. For the better. <laughs> for the better. Yes. Um, When you see the graphic of this show, you'll see that the first topic that I have is we have a new president and I'm very happy. Um So no, no, everyone, this is not going to be one of those things where, oh, you don't talk about politics here. You know, um, so.
1: I don't think we've ever shied away from politics, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like one episode and I was like, this guy is an asshole. So, yeah. I mean, he still is, like, this dude's tweeting, I won! I'm like, this dude, you're embarrassing. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it
1: just came out today that election officials uh, said that there was nothing, like, there was no... Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> voter fraud
2: uh, yeah so <laughs> i know gina carano and what's their face don't believe it but yeah i mean <laughs> what <laughs> and Anyways, and of course show. like and 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 of course like you tell someone this and they'll be like now stop it i'm not i wasn't surprised of course he's not gonna concede and leave the white house yeah this it was like the most embarrassing weekend can you imagine if we be, if we did get voted into for a second term how embarrassing we would look i mean we already looked and been been looking embarrassed in the last four years but um it's incredible but yeah uh joe biden won i was so happy i got the news saturday i was at work
1: <laughs> where did you get the news i want to know
2: <laughs> i got the news from uh what's your list a text the group chat oh okay and I was like, because I I had just I had just ordered Chinese food, and then I had to put the Chinese food on the side, although I was starving. And I was like, oh my god! And I started calling everyone, started calling my mom, and she was all happy and crying. And then, um, and then you know, CNN. What was you what what, what were you watching for the uh, election?
1: Okay, I was watching CNN, and then I also just so was uh, I. like I had uh, some post notifications on for like uh same, same for same. politics. Um, so I had that, but how I found out <laughs> that he was the president elect, I was sleeping cause my sleep schedule is like fucked up right
2: now. Awful. And so, you go to bed like, at like eight in the morning. Yeah, I, I do.
1: Like... <laughs> <laughs> so my sleep schedule is really messed up right now. And so I like, I woke up to just like check my phone for a second. And then I saw like, uh, Ben had tweeted like a million things, uh, cause I have his notifications on. And mm-hmm. so I clicked on it cause I was like, why is he tweeting so much? And then, um, it was like his tweet that I saw that I was like, he's like the president elect. And I was like, Oh my God, no way that I just got told who the president was from fucking Ben Schwartz. Uh, why doesn't that, <laughs> that, why
2: doesn't that surprise me? Oh, man. I laughed at that
1: for like 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> I was, like why? Um,
2: well, I've missed you a lot because, you. you know, we, we haven't done a show. This is, this is our first show of November. Um, and listen, after the kilodon, I was exhausted. So the kilodon was a huge success uh, as far as the numbers go. So I really appreciate you guys all for listening. But afterwards, that whole week was, like, tiring. So I just needed a break. So then the ele- election day it was coming. I was like, ah, okay, we'll find out who wins by that night. And then Thursday, I'm like, dude, like, we're still in the yeah. trenches of this thing. Things are taking long to count. Trump is doing press conferences. It's just ridiculous. So... I was like I'm not in the mood to do any type of shows because like I'm stressed out with this election and um election happened I was happy and stuff. So Saturday was a great day as far as that. We were going to do a bonfire. We were going to do a bonfire. I think I fell asleep though cuz I was exhausted again because election week was just incredible. But um besides that uh before we get into like more stuff with uh, Hannah and I on today's schedule, we're going to go into we're going to go into some news Maybe in the second segment, Um, and then the third segment, we have two special guests, which I'm very happy about, very excited, too. Uh, We have Anish Chaganti and Natalie Kasabian. Uh, Anish is the director and writer of Run, and Natalie is the producer, and they're going to be coming on the show to talk about the upcoming movie that premieres on Hulu next week, Run. I think Hannah and I just watched it. Mm-hmm. um and stuff and i'm excited i actually watched searching last night too i still love it it's amazing i um, wanted to
1: but i just i didn't get to i watched searching yeah. rec- recently though so i'm not
2: right right learn about it yeah before the interview i know i wanted to watch searching again because like it was my favorite movie of 2018 uh some numbskull on that letterboxd has one. it yeah, they, I know some numbsicle has it had like, had like two stars on it on a letterbox and I was irritated. I think I blocked. It. No <laughs> um, but uh, um, but yeah, so I'm really excited to talk to them. That'll be in the third segment, everyone. So uh, we have about 30 minutes with them. So the show will probably go over, um, which is fine because we haven't did a show in a long time. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited to finally be back on podcasting today. It felt weird not podcasting for a while, but I think I needed a, a nice little break to kind of recollect some stuff. I got back into writing. So Ooh, been, I saw. Yeah, so I've been, I've been, I've been getting back to my old ways, as Demi Lovato says in her song. <laughs> listen, that's an underrated song. Y'all should go listen to that. Underrated. Okay. Wanna know
1: what else you guys should listen to? No. Stop.
2: See? Stream
1: confetti, my little mix. No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> This another. there's like a third there's like a second I reason why i can't be doing there's like a second reason why i didn't do the show last week because I, like, I can't hear. i can't be listening to to hannah's bs with this with this damn album
1: oh okay let me let me bring up the messages dwayne called the album good
2: i said it was all right okay. no you, you said it was good <laughs> I, was, I said it was all right okay How's yeah, Rosie doing over there?
1: She got this. Yeah, she on? got some new toys for her birthday, and they all have squeaky things, and she won't leave That's them nice.
2: alone. Well, told Jamie to like quiet her down or something. Uh, <laughs> she Jamie's tried.
1: Thing.
2: Jesus. Um. So what? So what else has been going on with you? What you What you been up to? Um. It's been like two weeks.
1: I don't even know. I I haven't really <laughs> even. I've literally been like putting so much time into trying to watch all of Una's Honest um so
2: i'm sorry sorry. what
1: (laughs) i think i told did i not tell you what it was called um
2: i think you did but i yeah
1: Yeah. it's the channel that i was talking about like where it's like a year i fucking ethan that dude uh (laughs) uh like a year they upload every day and then they're deleting the channel in literally two days um and i was good (laughs) <laughs> i was just late to to it because uh because i had no idea what it was and my sister was like hey you should watch this and i was like okay um so i've had like less than a month to like try and get through 365
2: videos so 300. why is it getting deleted why is it getting deleted
1: that was like the whole point of the channel is like they started it and they're like it's gonna be like kind of like a fuck it list like like do whatever we want and then um Dumb. delete it um <laughs> so
2: like, listen you have a track record of like horrible tweets but this is this this guy has been the worst this this guy has been in my mind rent free and i have no idea why because all hannah does is talk about it. ridiculous I gotta, I gotta and i gotta delete this damn group chat it's you, you, you and larry and tyler alex jesus Anyway, um Wait, wait,
1: I also watched Dash and Lily last night. I've watched I watched the entire series last night. The
2: trailer looks awful. Is it good? <laughs> it's, not good. <laughs> it's not good.
1: It's not good.
2: But listen. <laughs> but listen. It looks I awful. I was I scrolling I, I was scrolling I was scrolling Netflix earlier today, and then you know how it just starts playing the trailer? When yeah. Like, when you, I was like, what the hell is this?
1: I kinda liked it I, though. I, I
2: don't <laughs>
1: Obviously <know. laughs> not to like watch all of it. It's like oh I just hit my dog in the head on accident with my elbow. Oh, I'm so Dude! sorry. Good. Uh, no, no, no. Oh my god! That's, did you just did you hear how like bad that scared me? <laughs>
2: yeah, I heard. Ooh, I thought you like I thought you like dropped something. No.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, I, obviously I liked it enough to like watch it all the way through. But it's like, it's like it's like it's a quick show. It's like 20 minutes an episode, and like the episode, it's only like eight episodes. Um, but I, I didn't like the finale though. I liked like the rest oh. of the episodes, yeah. um, like happened, quite a bit. Happened even happens. though it's like it's like obviously bad and like cheesy it's kind of like love victor but like yeah. a little finales. less like good than love usually victor.
2: finales are like horrible i have no idea why that's a thing like barry like the only one that just like wasn't a bad finale and oh, then like breaking yeah. and then like breaking bad you know like mm-hmm. what, everything else is awful when i
1: think back. of like great finales those are like the episodes that immediately come to mind is yeah. like breaking bad and then barry
2: yeah. Uh well I um I started watching you season two again. I watched it earlier this year, but I wanted to watch it watch it again. Um I don't know why. I just kinda wanted that kind of LA vibe to watch. You know I'm on vacation and I still haven't watched Killing of a Sacred Deer. Really?
1: <sighs> <Dwayne>. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> started vacation yesterday it's been amazing and i've only been watching i've only been watching stuff that i've seen a thousand times so uh, <laughs> i watched ready player one it's still great y'all be hating that movie's awesome okay i don't care what anyone says i love ready player one I- i've only
1: seen it once and i was like kind of bored watching it If I'm being completely what? honest
2: listen if that, if that main character was tom holland you'd be all over this thing
1: okay and what about it <laughs> that just changes saying. things <laughs>
2: just saying i'm seeing some bias biasy here okay
1: i will um, admit to the bias
2: <laughs> all right at least you can admit it. Um, at least you can admit and stuff that changes um, things i guess uh listen i guess we can get into some questions real quick uh before we go into the next segment. Next segment, again, is probably going to be some news. There is some stuff to talk. What do you want to do first? Ne- uh, questions or news? Do you care?
1: Uh, let's do questions first because we sure. usually put those on the back burner.
2: Sure, sure. Okay, so if you want to text the show at any time, actually, we'll, I have a lot of uh, messages from like the the week. Um, if you want to message the show at any time, just text 617-506-3409 and then Hannah and I will answer your question uh, whenever it comes on the show. So first question here said this this was from last Wednesday. D- Dwayne and Hannah, what what uh, news channel are you guys using to keep up with the election? I I, I was just watching CNN. That yeah. was it. I I know everyone was like tweeting about what's that guy's name from MSNBC? Oh, um, uh, Chris Cuomo. No, no, no. The last like Urlaqui or something like that is. His oh, last Steve name? Kornacki. Yeah, yeah. Like I, everybody was tweeting about him. Yeah, but I, was, I, was I was watching that. that. I was only watching, like, John King because he was his – I just like, – I thought their analysis was just really, really, like, just just interesting. I was never bored watching the election coverage. No, I was, was watching Kranaki. I, like, <laughs> I got bored when, like, the, it was, like, Friday and, all, and we still had, like, 253 to, like, 214. I was like, dude, like, can we hurry up? Can we speed this up a little bit, please? I just <laughs> want to move – like, by Friday, I was I was exhausted like I just want to move on. Like I just want to get like I just want to get this new get the news of the president and I just want to be out of here. Trump was like going crazy. Him and his team, the Trumpies were like going crazy as well. <laughs> we have we have to stop the fraud yeah. and we have to per- I can't believe like there's a new narrative. I, and I shouldn't be surprised. When I saw that this now the new thing that everyone's saying is that it's rigged, I said, "What?" And then then I saw a video on Twitter how Fox News was having like witnesses and stuff, but then oh, it was revealed yeah. that like one of the witnesses like a was like a, tree, a old like speech from Trump saying this is it was just it's it, it's just a disaster. Like as far as everyone else, CNN and all these other channels, they've moved on and they're like you know like 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 Fox News is like is like up in flames right now. He was playing golf. Yeah, it's just been a disaster. <laughs> um sorry, this person next person here says Dwayne and Hannah, what is your thoughts on Zack Snyder? Fuck. What is your thoughts on Why? Zack Snyder? Uh what is your thoughts on Zack Snyder saying that he wanted Carla Gugino as Catwoman? I, I don't, don't care. Yeah, I don't I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I I don't care. I, I literally on. Catwoman is right, like right, one right. of
1: like if you are casting just like another white woman as Catwoman, that's, like, the most, like, (laughs) boring, like, casting ever. Like, a thin, you know, like, someone who can, like, pull off, like, the sex peel like, white woman, like, for Catwoman, that's, like, the most boring thing in the world, and I just don't care. I really just don't. I agree. That's why with, like, Zoe Kravitz, like, that's so exciting that she's Catwoman.
2: Yeah, listen, if they, because they, I know they were going to go, they were either going to go, like, they were either going to go, like, uh, Person of like person of color. So like the choices they had in the run in the running, it was all people of color. Like remember it was like Isaac Gonzalez and um why am I forgetting her name? Who was in Knives Out? But um they had her. They had like uh, what was that, another girl? Oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Uh, the one
1: I think the one from Deadpool Two Angels.
2: Yeah, her. I think they had Dazzy Beats too. Yeah. And then why am I forgetting? Okay, Knives Outcast. Why am I forgetting her freaking name? This is ridiculous. She's amazing. Um, why am I forgetting her name? It's gonna kill me if I don't.
1: And Knives Out.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anna De Armas. She was another. Oh, I yeah. Um, I don't know why I just blanked on her name, but I did. Sorry. Um, so they that they had her in the running. Um, it was all people of color, which I love. That DC. I would never. I always praise when they do that. You know, when they just change shit up because, like, it, it, you're right. It's boring. Although Carla Gugino's gr- would would have been great, probably, and uh, next to like a Ben Affleck. But anything Zack Snyder, I just don't care. So it's just you. You just lose my interest when you have that name in front of some kind of news. Either him or David Ayer, I just, I don't care. You know, like, like, it's bullshit. You probably, you know, I also hate when directors do this, when directors do this thing, like a movie's been out for like three years and it's like, yeah, that actually meant to this. I just, it's, I mean, the movie's done now. It's like when the Russo brothers was like, yeah, uh, Captain, Al- Captain America could always hold the, uh, Mjolnir, but he was just like, he didn't want to embarrass Thor. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know, um, so I yeah I don't care. Uh, this person here says, let me pull it up a little bit. <clears throat> uh, Dwayne, and Hannah, did you guys see Run? Uh, did you guys see Run yet? Yes, I would not be interviewing someone without seeing the movie first. <laughs> but, um, yes, I did. Uh, this first, and then it says, we- what, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, the embargo doesn't lift until the sixteenth. Yeah, uh, some people have already re- uh, dropped their reviews up i don't know why but the embargo that i got was the 16th um so i'll say i'll just leave it at that honestly i think
1: we could say if we like liked it or not
2: yeah i liked it yeah that was it me too that's it so (laughs) so um yeah but like a full we'll do like a full review next week that's when the embargo uh, lifts and stuff and then this person here says "Dwayne, are you getting the ps5 absolutely i don't know how but i am I didn't pre-order, so I'm just going the old-fashioned way. I'm just gonna go the day of and pick it up somewhere. I have about five places that I can choose from that that does that sells, you know, PS5. So I guess we will see. Um, okay, this person here says Dwayne and Hannah um, positions or confetti.
1: Shit. Oh, confetti, Dwayne. You can, you can't even lie your way out of this confetti. Uh,
2: <laughs> positions positions was really disappointing, and it's and it's. It's sad, but fuck, you know. <laughs> I, I I was really looking forward to it because I'm a huge fan of Thank You Next. Like I really am. You know, <clears throat> I went and got the vinyl. So I, I'm just a huge fan of that album. So I don't know what I don't know what happened. I told and we him, love I told the, the single. Chat. We
1: love positions.
2: Yeah, I. It was one of the songs that we. It was our last. It was my break song for the last show, and. Like I loved her last album, and I told the group chat, like I I don't know, if she was uninspired this time around. But I'm telling you,
1: I think that she, so she took R and B flavor, you know, on Sweetener and Thank You Next, right? And she infused trap elements, right? And that works Mm -hmm. when you work them into pop music. Confetti, uh, there's a lot of trap influences on the album. There's a lot of R and B influences influences on the album, but it's a pop album, right? Because Little Mix does pop well. I think Ariana works the best in pop music. Uh, not to say that I don't think that she can do R&B because she's proven that she can, obviously, with Sweetener and Think You, Next. And there's even some of those flavors in her previous albums. Uh, Love Me Harder is my favorite song by her. And that's an R&B song, right? So, but with this, she leaned so far into R&B and just straight away from pop completely and i think that's the issue and i think that's why positions is the best song on the album is because it's Mm -hmm. the most pop song on the album i don't think that ariana grande has the presence to do r&b music just pure r&b music not to say that ariana grande doesn't have any presence presence because obviously obviously she does but when you think of the best r&b artists like someone like usher he has so much personality just like you know on anything that he can sell you know r&b music with like you know the uh the toned down uh production and stuff like that so it's like Ariana Grande doesn't fit in that to me at least for me I don't think that she has enough personality for the and and even in her writing I don't think that she has enough personality in her writing I don't think she has enough personality behind the mic to do purely r&b music but that that's just me
2: yeah me personally I mean I didn't think I didn't think too in-depth as far as you I mean that was a great analysis but um to me I just don't I, I actually agree with I told you I'm not just a after. hater you and Larry yeah, think yeah. That
1: I'm just some hater on Ariana Grande no <laughs> I have like actual thoughts on
2: this like like I I don't think she I don't think her writing is that great I just think she knows how to make a hit hit she knows how to make hit songs you know it's the same with like a lot of rappers who can do that too like a lot of rappers really aren't great writers they just know how to make a good record. Um, and whatnot, I think that's what she has. So, listen, I you, I I was teasing you for like a week about confetti, and then I listened to it on Saturday because you know President Elect Biden and um you know and then um, Kamala Harris and stuff. I was in a good mood, and I was like, what better way to cap off a good day by listening to an album called Confetti? You know, <laughs> so I listened to it, and I was like, this is a very smart album just because I can see a lot of marketing plays from this as far as, like, TV shows and movie trailers. Because there's, there's a lot of anthem-like songs. Mm-hmm. I think I told you that. That's what um, a Little Mix is, like, known
1: for, is, like, their anthem.
2: Right. So, and I think there was one wrestling show that I was watching. It was, like, an all-female show, and they and they had, they. I think it was called Salute, I think, yeah. it was one of their songs. Yeah, they were using that song, which is, I mean, that's why I said they're very smart in that regard. And I like the album a lot and then uh, so i was disappointed ariana i was like what happened i was <laughs> um, like it's like three songs I, I was like i this is this ain't it i i don't know this <laughs> is i don't know it all but, um, sounds the
1: same it does. <laughs> it's what, very it's i don't
2: know if you ever listened to the baby but it's very that it's very just the same tone but um, alright, with that being said, we're going to go on our first break. Next segment, we'll talk about uh, some of the some of the current news going on. And then the third segment, we'll be joined by Anish Ganti and Natalie Kasabian. and talk run. Back in a moment, everyone, to the main life.
1: Backward licking, propane dripping, cocaine sniffing, got my dope mane tripping. Back backward licking, propane dripping, cocaine sniffing, got my dope mane tripping.
2: back on the show here, Cinemania Live. My name is Dwayne once again, and I'm joined by my co-host Hannah. All right, so let's get into some news, I guess. Um, It was announced that Mads Mikkelsen is in talks to replace Johnny Depp for As Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts 3. Basically, where I stand is I just don't see the need for this movie anymore. I... I don't know why they're like. Unless did the last movie make like a cajillion dollars, and they just like want to want to phone in on that? About
1: the same as the first, uh, I think.
2: Yeah, um, I, I. I think that's
1: like the five hundred million dollar like market. Yeah,
2: like fantastic beast to me right now with all this hoopla going around. Whether it's Ezra Miller and then J.K. Rowling, of course, and. And then with um you know with the Johnny Depp stuff and then now with uh, this replacement I just this is this is just feeling a lot like a Justice League disaster going on with Fantastic Beasts, um not to that extent of Justice League, but it just doesn't I just don't think we just need this movie anymore I don't know you have any thoughts on this on Mads Mikkelsen? Uh
1: yeah I really like Mad, Mads Mikkelsen because I like Hannibal great. so uh there's that uh if it does I don't i don't know i <laughs> with this movie it's just it's such like a question mark because like i really like the first fantastic beast movie and i'm uh and i'm a huge harry potter fan uh i just didn't like the second fantastic beast movie um so i'm like okay. i'm hesitantly like excited for this one um because i don't think that jk rowling is writing it this time um because she wrote uh the first fantastic beast and she wrote the second fantastic beast um so i don't i don't know uh Mm-hmm. there's like a whole nother like controversy going on about um, like this casting um, other than just like the movie, like the previous movie, like being bad and like, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know how to feel because I have my own Same. thoughts on Johnny Depp. I don't think that he's a particularly great person. Uh, Not like concerning the whole like Amber Heard thing, just out, kind of outside of that. So um. But you know, with this, it's it's wrong that Amber Heard is still attached to Aquaman too, uh, and he was asked to leave this project by Warner Bros. Um, so it's the hi- hypocrisy.
2: <laughs> was he asked to leave, or did he kind of yeah? Like he made leave a statement himself. saying
1: that he was asked to leave.
2: So he was. That is strange. Yes. I thought, I thought that, he, that's the
1: whole controversy around yeah. the casting right now is that Johnny Depp was, you know, basically forced off of Fantastic Beasts um, mm. and that Amber Heard is still attached to Aquaman. So,
2: which I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on here as far as that. It just, it, I, I don't know. It screams very Warner Brothers E. It's just, Ezra Miller is still doing Flash. Amber Heard is still in Aquaman too. It's just, I just, and people. It's the outrage is not as like vivid, like if this was like a MCU thing or something, like if someone in the, like mm-hmm. Chris, like, the, you know what I'm saying? If this was like a someone in the MCU or even Disney, you know, and the, I mean, people are very hard, are very, very strong on the, uh, the, um, what's her name? Uh, the Gina, Gina Carano stuff. But I just feel I just don't understand really what we're doing here as far as this whole thing. I don't care about this movie at all. Like I I did not like Grendelwald the movie. Um, I, I I enjoyed um where and where like you know where to find them and stuff. Grendelwald was very dull to me, and then the ending was just silly uh, with Ezra Miller flailing his arms and doing all that shit that he was doing at the end. Um, so the first movie made eight hundred and twelve million dollars. Um, on like a two hundred million dollar budget, and then Grindelwald was also on a two hundred million dollar budget, and that one made um six hundred and fifty four dollars. So I guess you know I yeah I don't know I I um I I I like my Max. Also made like, too.
1: significantly less than
2: the yeah movie. yeah like two hundred about two hundred million dollars less than the first movie. Um, so I guess I they just... it just
1: like the $500 million range, but I didn't know that the mm-hmm. first movie made 800 million.
2: Yeah. I mean, the Harry Potter movies usually did well. I think the first movie did that much because of like the novelty of people missing Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, just the world, you know, cause Sorcerer's Stone, I'm I look at it, I have the numbers right here. That movie made a billion dollars, um, as it should, because it's great, but like, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, so I yeah just I just I just have a hard time caring about this movie every time some new new type of tidbit comes from it. So I guess we'll just leave it at that. Um all right. Next bit of news that we have here is of wandavision so it looks like we have so there was like a, some kind of scare about the show being delayed to 2021 but i guess that's only in i think it was i think it's in like latin america where that's happening oh okay um but it's not gonna be delayed they still don't have a date which is just i think
1: awkward. it's gonna be december it's probably gonna be the release date's probably gonna be announced with like the like thing that disney plus puts out with like the you know uh the, coming to yeah. disney plus in whatever months
2: i'm just like why are we waiting so long for that for the release date it's just well because i'm pretty
1: sure they don't want it to step on mandalorian
2: okay i can
1: because mandalorian is still going so
2: I mean, you can announce a release date, though, at least. Like, hey, it's coming out Yeah, this I month. don't
1: know why they're not you know. announcing.
2: Speaking of date, Mandalorian, I, I'm having a hard time caring about this show, too. <laughs> I, I
1: like,
2: am. I'm, I'm, I'm having a really hard time. It's just it's just the stuff. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm looking. I know she, has, she hasn't been on the show yet. I haven't seen the second episode. I liked the first episode. Then I started hearing about Peyton Reed. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's Peyton Reed. And people are saying this episode is boring, of course. And I'm just like, I don't know. Um, I, I just, I, I, Cara Dune, Cara Dune. Oh my God. Jesus Gina Carano likes a lot of disgusting tweets and she's not in the, she's not in the first episode, but I know she's coming and I'm getting icky. Like I'm watching it and she's not even on. And I already feel icky. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, no, I, just, I, I, I just get it 100%. Don't.
1: She's the reason why I've, you know, decided not to start the second season, even though I, I really enjoyed the first season.
2: Like, it's just... And I know um people have been... It's including myself, especially in elect like when Joe Biden won the election, you know, I said, "Where's Chris Pratt right now?" and stuff. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like he's been more silenced than how she's been just open about her racism and about her anti-LGBT kind of narrative. So I can't vibe, you know. I'm um, I i can not I'm watching, and I was one, I was somebody who was like, yeah, I'm still gonna watch, you know what I mean? But then after, like, the election, listen, the election really showed a lot of y'all's asses, because, fuck, f- friends, the online, is
1: loud. Hannah, <laughs> Hannah
2: can, can, can knows where I'm coming from here, Hannah, and, like, the group chat that I have, private group chat that I have with some of my closest friends, the, the silence amongst our, the film community, as far as friends. Friends that who've been on this show numerous times, the silence is really showing a lot of people's asses. Now I know they're in film Twitter, there's racists because you know I have a couple of them blocked, but but the shocking nature of some of my good friends on this on this app who are just silent, and I'm not saying you need to come on Twitter and completely be open about where you stand in politics. That's I mean, you shouldn't have to use social media if you don't want to for that stand, but y'all talk about everything else, but this damn election. It, it's okay? not a
1: politics thing. anymore <laughs> When it comes to it's Donald not. Trump though, it's, that, it's not. that's the thing. It's like, if this was any other, you know, like politicians, you know, running for election, whatever it would be mm. about politics. Donald Trump is not politics. Donald Trump is a hate symbol. If you stand right. with Donald Trump, you stand with people who think that racism is okay, homophobia is okay, sexism, misogyny, any of those things. You are standing with somebody who stands for that, and I cannot be friends with people who do that. I, I'm right. sorry, I can't. So the it's whole not a week, and, thing and, it's a human rights thing.
2: The whole week, the whole week, I'm just watching, and I'm, and I mean, we make our jokes for it, but I'm kind of, part of me was heartbroken by finding out a lot about people. I mean, there's some on you There's some YouTubers that I'm like, I knew it. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm not talking about the big one that you and I and a couple of people were talking about, but like, there's like one that does like mostly horror, and I was like, ah, I mean, fuck, I, I can already tell. But like, some of my good people who I've who I've done shows with on this show. Um, who I've had discussions with, who I text and I message have just been really, really silent when it comes to this this kind of issue. And I, if you, if this was like four years ago and you said, I don't really want to talk politics on my podcast. Okay, fine. Okay, I get it. But it's 2020. And this has been one of the worst years is when it comes to like hate violences and stuff like that and just hate and spreading hate so uh, i the whole excuse of i don't want to talk politics on my channel or this and that it's just bullshit to me because even if you have a big audience i mean they that audience should know where you stand because there are celebrities who are who who are out about you know what i mean about who they support chris evans he's motherfucker like trolls trump all the time you know what i mean like there are big people with channels who who are out as far as their support for um for whichever president and specifically biden and stuff so yeah so it's been a mess it's been i really learned a lot the last week or so you know so um hey we still gucci i guess you know what i mean i know where you stand you know where i stand and stuff but it's just crazy because you this this whole thing has really caused me to like lose relationships with like family not so much family but like friends long time friends who I just don't see I, I I don't believe you have love for me when you could support someone like that you know yeah. so that's just how it that's just, it's crazy so um yeah um all right let's get back into the questions cuz that was like the that was like the, the two big news that we had um but let's get into questions really quickly this person here says what is your Dwayne and Hannah what are your guys thoughts on the Scorpion King reboot i i don't know why
0: <laughs> I, was just,
2: I why why you know what i mean just, just when i when i hear something that's like announced and it just doesn't make any sense i just get so befuddled see like, i for what
1: i feel <laughs> that way except for when it's like directors who i know that like can like make uh, a remake like their own like with mm-hmm. luca guadagnino like his scarface remake or you know with suspiria i was never like worried and like why you know because i'm like it's Luca guadagnino he knows how to make things his own uh lord and miller uh you know with Twenty One Twenty Two 22 North street uh anything they mm-hmm. want to do like remake or you know whatever I'm like, yes, hell, yes, I'm so on board with it, but like with things like this, it's like Scorpion King, like who who, <laughs> who wants to drag this? Who cares? <laughs> you're not gonna gonna go be... get out <laughs> you're not gonna go out and get a fucking Luca Guadagnino or a uh Lord of Miller to direct this, so like what's
2: the point right? no, I agree, I hundred percent agree, um, I guess some little other tidbits is that a quiet place, this is gonna get you excited. a quiet place three is in <laughs> development. With not John Krasinski, but Jeff Nichols set to write and direct. I guess it's not a Quiet Place 3, it's like a spin-off and we're why, doing this thing. We're doing this thing familiar.
1: again. Who is Jeff Nichols?
2: Well, let me check a look, take a look. Jeff. That Nichols. sounds familiar. Jeff Nichols. Nichols. Um, he did that movie Mud with um
1: Uh oh Midnight Special. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. I don't I I mean listen, when it comes to a quiet place, I it's universal. So I mean, of course they wanna market it and do more things with the world building of the movie, but
1: it's uh, it's that niche like monster like thing yeah. that audiences love. Like that's it's why like Bird Box, like, you know, blew up Chlorfield, like mm. stuff like that. It's like that niche that yeah. fucking normies love so much for whatever reason yeah. it's
2: like with cloverfield how huh? like you know we got 10 cloverfield lane then we yeah, got those the movies are paradox uh, not
1: paradox, paradox. Uh, uh, <laughs> cloverfield and cloverfield lane are like actually good
2: yeah and like You're actually right. care I'm... about
1: like their world and their monsters and mm-hmm. their characters What a quiet place it's like hey we have this cool idea but we're not going to expand upon it at all we're just going to give you the cool idea and you guys eat it up
2: well listen we haven't seen the second one yet so it's still Still up for debate, I guess. Um, well,
1: with the first one, at least.
2: All right. This question here is from Tyler. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I almost, I forgot about it, too, until I opened Skype up again. Oh, Tyler says, now that it's officially in the works, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Bloodshot 2? So this movie did not make a dime, but they're making a sequel. They're like, they're like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my God, that is so funny. They're like, they're like, okay, guys, it's, it didn't it's make literally money piss of me the pandemic. Off. It didn't make money because of the pandemic. Um, it's not. It's totally not because this movie looks awful, and it is awful. Um,
2: <laughs> it's 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 literally just to piss me off. I think that's what it is. I think maybe God the writer damn, Robert I Eggers think,
1: and and I, Bloodshot. Uh, I, what, who's, the, who's the director? Jeff the Wadlow.
2: The yeah, uh, Jeff Wadlow and Robert he, Eggers. Are just he listens to the show. <laughs> I know he listens to the show, and he says, "You know what? Fuck him. I'm gonna make him another Bloodshot movie." Oh, man. I was so irritated when I saw this. I was so like, for what? So oh, for you the movie grossed 10 million dollars in the US, 10 million dollars in the US with a worldwide total of 37 million dollars on a 45 million dollar budget but guy by god let's do a damn sequel now i don't think i don't like i don't know if they believe like oh you know if the if, the, if it wasn't for the pandemic then we would have made like eight nine hundred dollars or something you know what i'm saying it, it it wouldn't have but i think that's what the thought process is here you i don't know why what we need Warner bros shot. needs
1: to think about birds of prey so then we get
2: a birds of prey sequel <laughs> yeah hey i'm fine with that <laughs> hey <I'm> tyler <laughs> tyler <laughs> knows who's the, who's the distributor. For what? Bloodshot? Yeah. What you see?
1: it screams Scream Universal Lionsgate. to me.
2: <laughs> no, it's not Universal. I think it's Lionsgate. Oh well,
1: Universal, say. Lionsgate, whoever the fuck contributed this movie. <laughs> Bloodshot. Um, have studio. a chat with uh Mr. Old Warner Bros., please.
2: <laughs> Convince yeah, them. I, I don't see doesn't I'm looking on IMDb. I don't see a studio, but Whoever. It's one of those studios. It's one of those. Who did who, Jeff, Jeff Wadlow? Who did his movies? I'm trying to. Maybe Blumhouse. it's Blumhouse. Uh, I don't think it's Blumhouse, so it might be. Yeah, Lover, it so.
1: is Blumhouse. It's um, it's
2: Bloodshot.
1: No, I'm not for Bloodshot. I'm talking about his other ones, like Fantasy Island. And- yeah, yeah, those are
2: Blumshot. Those are Blumhouse, which is. Man, I have such a, hate, a mixed hate. I have a love hate relationship with the uh, Blumhouse because, like, they'll drop bangers like "Fucking Get Out" and all these other things, and then we'll have "Fucking blood shot and "Fantasy <laughs> Island." I, I think they're self aware of that, though. I guess. Um, I'm not excited, Tyler. You you know this. It's, I mean, I, <laughs> f- knows I'm not excited. I'm very irritated by this. All right, It's questions from Daniel. What was your biggest? Uh, oh man, this is this is this is a question for um Anishan. And Natalie, which we're going to be talking about next, talking to next. Um, Daniel, I'll answer your question to Anish and Natalie when we get them on the air. Nice save. Um, anyway, um, so it's another question here, this person here says, I know Hannah was a fan of season one, but it was announced that outside The Outsider has been canceled. What's Hannah's <sighs> so thoughts on this. this?
1: I mean. I don't know. I'm I'm not really so sad about it because I think that season one wrapped up nicely, and I don't think that it needs a season two. And I thought it was a limited series in the first place, um, but I guess they are trying to find a home for season two right now. Um, I mean, if season two happens, I will be watching it a hundred percent because I do really love the first season of it. So yeah, uh, I'm 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 sad that uh, HBO doesn't want to give it a season two. Maybe HBO is learning from. Uh, <laughs> Big Little Lies, taking it out of a limited series and giving it a season two.
2: Yeah, um, I guess my main thought is uh, I didn't. I have the book. I bought the book. I wanted to read the book first before I watched the show so I know I wanted to watch it because I know you were talking about it. I and stuff. I think but, that you'd yeah. be better
1: off watching the show first. If I'm being completely well, honest, did you read the book? No, I, I've read some of it. Um, but I think that there's stuff in the show that uh is. Like shock value that
2: mm-hmm.
1: works better, you know, watching it rather than reading it. So,
2: mm-hmm. um, all right. All right, so we'll see, I guess. Um, okay, so this person here says, What are you guys' favorite movies of the year so far? Listen, I mine is Uncle Frank, but I want it to change I'm just so because like I haven't seen I haven't it. seen like much. I really wanna everyone's already saw Nomad Land. I didn't see it yet. I didn't see Minari yet. I wanna see One Night in Miami, all these like I wanna see those award movies first, then tell you what my number one is but right now it's uncle frank and i feel like i feel very dumb because i haven't seen anything much else besides it's been a very weird year as far as movie releases and stuff like that so uh, what about you do you have a favorite this year is uh, it like yeah. something Middle Eastern Schwartz?
1: <laughs> Middle Eastern Schwartz is still my favorite thing that I've seen this year. Um, but if we are talking movies, uh Big Time Adolescence is still my favorite movie of the year. Um okay. but I'm going between monsoon and big time adolescence. I love them both. Yeah, that monsoon. one
2: too. Like I want to see that. It's like a lot of movies that I want to see before I make a decision, you know. And,
1: and then Borat, um Borat yeah. 2 is also in like my favorite movie discussion because I just yeah. I loved it so much.
2: And then there was one more movie. Oh, yeah, The Tribe by Chicago, Chicago 7. Oh, I, I still want to see. Though. Yeah, it's on Netflix now. Yeah. I still want to see. Listen, I'm really nervous about this movie, Hillbilly, Allegi, whatever it's called. <laughs> Fuck, these reviews are horrible. <laughs> What's going on I here? I started
1: looked bad. And Film <laughs> Twitter got mad at me
2: when the trailer came out.
1: I was like, what do you mean? This movie looks terrible.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It looks horrible. So then the reviews are horrible. But then there's like some of my friends who are like, oh, I liked it. And I'm like, all right, I don't know. Is it, is it on Netflix now? I think it is. I think it's Netflix tomorrow or. Or something.
1: I um, I think it's on Netflix now.
2: And how do you how and how the hell do you pronounce pronounce this last name? Oh fuck you know. Hill Billy Alegy Alegi Allegy Alright, <laughs> 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 All it says <laughs> November eleventh, but Still I was on Netflix playing. earlier. I didn't see it. I don't so,
1: <laughs> they probably saw that it was getting panned and haven't like
2: <laughs> and said fuck, we're out of here.
3: Yeah.
2: Um all right, guys, oh, with that being said, let's go on our last break, um, everyone, for the show. When we come back, we'll be joined by Anish Chaganti and Natalie Kasabian, who are the director and producer of Run, which comes to Hulu next week, starring Sarah Paulson. Very excited. They, uh, the first movie that they did was Searching, which is, I'm a huge fan of. So that interview is coming up next. Uh, back in a moment, everyone. So and Life.
1: feeling before don't wanna face the truth that I'm still missing you Now I can't reach your number, I'm so sleeping in your jumper Kinda hating that I love you, trying to let you go
2: Alrighty, welcome back to the show everyone uh, My name is Dwayne, this is Cinemania Live We are joined again by my co-host Hannah Hannah, hello Hi hey. um, Alright everyone, we have two very, very special guests That I'm very, very excited to talk to today um, They're here to talk about their new movie coming to Hulu uh, Run, starring Sarah Paulson We have Anish Ganti and Natalie Kasabian How are you guys doing?
0: Hello. Hello, we're good. Excited.
2: <laughs> uh, very nice to have you guys on the show. I'm really, really, really pumped to get into this uh, interview. Uh, first things I want to ask, um, I'll ask uh, Anish first. Uh, how how have you been uh, this whole uh, this in, this year since the pandemic started? I know things have been very, very tough on filmmakers, producers, directors, and stuff. Um, how are things been on your end?
3: I mean, I to be I to be honest, you know, it's we. It hasn't been as tough as it's been for some of our peers in the sense that, like, you know, thankfully our movie was complete, you know? We didn't have to, like, stop shooting. We didn't have to, like, figure new things out or rewrite massive amounts because of COVID. The only kind of damage... The only kind of, like, loss that we suffered was that we moved from theatrical you know release to a to a streaming one because of covid you know the movie was supposed to come out on mother's day um this year and uh, by lions game theaters and then because of yeah. because of covid and how every single tentpole has now pulled off that by the time that theaters resume we're just going to have like 19 weeks of straight 10 polls it just doesn't make sense for a movie that that is as small as run to kind of come out then anymore and, and that's just a, a a fact of the matter and it's uh so that's sort of been like the only major change but for the mm-hmm. most part i feel like you know we're all finding some status quo and life is moving on and um yeah not not as bad i can't really complain when you still have a movie coming out
2: that's great to hear really really good to hear uh, natalie how about you how are things been um how are things have been for you since this whole thing started
3: Yeah, I'm honestly
0: in the in the same boat as Anish. I mean, luckily, I think we were like we finished the movie, we put the final touches on it like three or four days before the lockdown began. Mm -hmm. So you know, Run didn't really suffer um, in the filmmaking process at all. But yeah, you know, we've been um, working on Searching too, which is exciting, and we've been able to kind of make progress on that in a way that's entirely COVID-safe and and being done remotely. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, honestly. Thankful that we're able to like push our projects forward and have been keeping busy. So, all as good as can be on that front.
2: Right, so I I remember uh, watching searching in theaters, and I, I I can imagine if this if if this had happened during that release, how hard it probably would have been post production. Just because I know there's so much that goes. Because I actually just watched it last night, just to like you know, keep my mind my mind fresh of it. And I'm just watching it. I'm like I can't imagine how hard it probably would have been if this was happening at the at the tail end of that production and stuff. So maybe maybe that's a great that's a good thing to kind of. Uh, to kind of just to be thankful for, I guess. Um, All right, let's get into some, some questions. I have a question from our audience. Uh, This is, uh, this is for Natalie. Uh, This person here says, uh, Natalie, what was it like to uh, be on set with Sarah Paulson?
0: It was, it was cool. She is, um, she is such a, you know, veteran actress. And I think like one of the most talented actors working today. It mm-hmm. was really cool. I, honestly, I think we all um, we all learned from her in a way because she's been in this industry for so long, and we're all relatively um, you know in the early stages of our careers. So I think she upped everyone's game. You know, yeah. um, it, w- it was really great seeing her just sink into this role, and um, a really really cool experience both as a producer and honestly just a fan of of her and her work.
2: Yeah, that must have. Um, I was watching the, the movie the other day and, I, and she's just so great. I'm a huge fan of her. So it was very nice to have her um, in, this, in this film because she just brought so much life to the role. Um, all right, let's go to Hannah. Did you have any questions for, um, for Natalie or Anish?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I think that one of the best things about um, this movie and Searching is, like, the tension built throughout, uh, because the entire time you're basically, like, on the edge of your seat, especially with Run, uh, I, I literally felt like I couldn't breathe a lot of the movie, <laughs> even when um, uh, the main character wasn't in, like... Uh, uh, danger when, like, her mom was, like, not home and, like, stuff like that. I was still, like, I was scared <laughs> the entire no. time. Uh, and I was just wondering if you have, like, a process to ensure that, like, you know, the audience is, like, feeling that way um, because I would assume that it's, like, it's different, like, when you're, like, filming it that you're you not, like, sure how it's going to be, like, perceived to, like, an
3: audience. Yeah, I think, like, a lot of that is, you know, you're trying to go off of your own instinct for a lot of it and then, and then uh, when it needs to get – like when it needs to, we need to find out for sure, we just go off and, and, and bring 15, 14 people that we know into a room and who we trust and just show them the movie. You know, and, and that's like one of the things that we've, or an element of the process that we've carried over from searching to run is sort of just like, you bring over these people who you trust as filmmakers or as storytellers or just normal people. Um, and you just grill them and ask them a thousand questions and, and see what worked and what didn't work. And a lot of the sequences that you're like so confident work will be like that doesn't work at all and then vice versa a lot of the sequences that you're like worried about so much suddenly end up being like like rave reviews from everyone down the line so that's always like no matter what it's like the, the the um benchmark we're trying to hit or the milestone we're always trying to hit like we just get a bunch of notes from feedback um, once we're kind of done with the thing and then evaluate them and see like which ones are worth trying and whatnot and adjusting and then and then continuously testing it because it's almost like its own little science experiment and trying to figure out like which version of this film and what are the uh, is going to get is going to get more people to respond to it and like run one through that searching one went through that and it kind of comes out um, uh, hopefully with a better movie. Right.
2: So, uh, quick question for Anise. This, this, this is not this is not a fan question. This is from me. Um, I'm a huge fan of Easter eggs, and I'm sure you get a lot of uh, you know a lot of questions about some of your placement of each Easter eggs in your movies. Searching and this one, I saw particularly one in this one in like the opening like 15 minutes, and I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. Um, so. I wanted to talk about what's your what's your thought process when it comes to you and doing like little Easter eggs for fans, especially fans who are big fans of the first movie. Like while you're writing, is it something that you think about, or while you're while you're editing, is there something that you just oh I want to actually put this little bit little uh, nugget in there um, and see who catches it and stuff? Because I remember in searching, like everyone caught on to the Laura Barnes thing from Unfriended, which was which was a really fun one. So talk about what how that process is.
3: I mean, searching is a lot different, a lot more different, in the sense of like it, your ability to add an Easter egg is starts off at the, at the beginning of the process and can take you to the last day of shoot, like of editing. You know, you can just be mm-hmm. like, actually, let's change those words to like this funny reference, and all of a sudden it's an Easter egg. You know, and, and obviously, a live action movie it's a lot more different. I think for us there were a couple that were always in the script, you know, but the one that you're talking about, the one that you saw from connecting into the searching world was something that we kind of came up with pretty late in mm-hmm. the edit process. We were just like, Oh, that person can be in that photo. Let's go shoot that and put her in. And all of a sudden we've connected universes, but there's a lot in the screenplay um, from references to Stephen King worlds, to Stephen King characters, yeah. to Hitchcock world to like, we're we're constantly referencing and also mm-hmm. like, making fun slides like John chose in this film, you know, but like you hit it, um, you know, and there's like elements that are kind of like dropped in and, and stuff, it's a lot harder to wear. We don't wear it on its sleeve this time mm-hmm. around, you know, um, yeah. the, the, uh, the Easter eggs, but they're there and they're not as numerous as searching, but you know, you kind of have to be a lot more strategic with it with a live action movie, especially as one is like contained and simple and bare bones to this. Mm-hmm
2: right right that's why I'm a huge fan of um of of how the how they' worked into the movie because it, it never feels forced um all right so uh natalie uh talk about the uh the per the transition from a movie like searching into into uh a, a the film like uh, run how was that for you
0: yeah that's a good question i mean uh, transition wise i mean i felt like you know we searching was such a different beast that like wasn't even a transition. It was like closing the book on one chapter and being like, here's an entirely, you know, here's an entirely new kind of challenge to tackle. But I think the biggest difference was that we, you know, we made searching pretty much independently. Like we we, we worked with a small production company and we didn't make it with the studio from the get go. We took it to Sundance and then sold it to a studio. And with Run, we set it up with a studio with Lionsgate from the get-go. So I think, mm-hmm. um, and Anisha talking about this earlier, like, you know, from the very get-go, there was, in addition to, to us, myself, Anish, and seven, and all the, you know, department heads and everyone we collaborate with, there was a studio kind of in the mix too. And obviously their their voice and their feedback and their thoughts on the thing that they're financing. So I think that was the biggest difference for us just as a team was, you know, like working with this other, entity um you know and, and and collaborating with them but um you know it was a it was a fun kind of step up in a way this movie's you know bigger in 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 budget and um i think you know obviously it's it's like real live action whereas searching is very limited in, in the approach so mm-hmm. this this was a lot of fun to make i mean we had a crane on day one there was definitely no cranes on searching
2: right
0: right so it was like when we, we showed up on day one i was like okay cool we're, we're making like Oh, a quote-unquote yeah. real movie now yeah. <laughs> not that All right. searching isn't but well yeah, yeah, yeah. right approaches All
2: Right. right let's go to Hannah did you have any other uh, questions
1: oh uh yeah uh what was just like the inspiration for this idea it's it's quite crazy <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah I mean it's you know I think a lot of it a lot of the inspiration first came from the parameters of what we wanted to do with it I think after searching which is obviously you guys know it's such a technically complex and crazy kind of movie um you know, we wanted to make something that was the exact opposite of that, or at least I did as a director, like to prove to myself that I even knew what I was doing. You know, so wanted to make something that was like much more simple, much more a timeless classic and bare bones. Um, You know, can you take two characters now and put them in one house and make that exciting and thrilling? So like those parameters existed while we were making searching. Now the whole time I was like, wow, I I just got to do the exact opposite. So in that way, it was always like the, man my personal mandate was do the opposite of searching and so that 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 touched on like the way we shot it the how dark it gets um about its parent and child relationship Mm -hmm. um and and uh it, yeah and, and all of those elements um sorry can you can you re- I, I literally just went on a tangent but I, me- I swear that tangent had a point can you repeat the question please <laughs> uh, what was just the inspiration for this yeah, idea okay, so now we got to the inspiration okay cool sorry sorry <laughs> these back to back to back to back i just i forgot um okay so yeah so those were the parameters before the inspiration and like then we were seven i seven is the co-writer of the film and producer in the film We're constantly, like, looking with those parameters as to, like, what the, um, uh, what story would work in that. And then one day, you know, Barry, I'm sure you can imagine there was, like, a rip, there was a headline um, from a real-life kind of situation from this that we just thought to ourselves, like, wow, if you just made one element of that headline into a secret that one character's holding from the other, you've Mm -hmm. got, like, a Hitchcock movie, you know? And, like, I think that element of it was really, really exciting for us. And, like, taking this idea of, like, one person in this headline who's totally a victim and, and being made victim through these headlines and stuff. And, and the question of, can you make her into a main character? Can you make her into a heroine? Um, was super, super exciting to us and, and and allowed us to sort of like make a movie that not only felt very kind of thematically, re- like. In the same universe as searching, in the sense that it's about a parent and a child, but also fit all these other parameters that I was trying to do. So, in that way, it was like it just felt like the right idea at the right time and the the right thing to move forward on.
0: It is not based on any of our
1: moms, if you guys were (laughs) on (laughs) it. I also just wanted to let you know that I really appreciated that um, the main character, uh, you know, with there's other films that come to mind that are sort of like this film. especially with like horror films uh this isn't a horror film but uh in horror films and some thrillers you know our main characters can kind of be like dumbed down a bit and like the audience is like screaming through like the screen like oh don't do that it's like the solution's like obvious uh here our main character she's very smart and you know uh throughout the film you're never like frustrated with her and I I love that so much about the film
2: same. Actually, I, I, I agree. Um, my, my, my next question was that also, I wanted. I just wanted to, it's not, it's not a question. This is just kind of like, I was happy to see it. Uh, there's a, there, there's an actress in this movie who plays a doctor and I was so happy to see her. That's all I'm going to say. I was just really, really happy. I was, <laughs> like, oh. nice. I was like, I was like, Oh my God. Great. Okay. <laughs> um, Nurse. Nurse, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to, I wanted just to ask, um, like, when the pandemic started, a lot of studios just kind of panicked as far as like what was going to happen to these upcoming movies. We saw some studios who were kind of like, you know, kind of just holding off on deciding on what to do with their movies. Um, And then, you know, shows like ours where we're just discussing each movie, what's going to happen if they're going to go VOD or get delayed. Uh, What was the process like for you guys as far as like um, finding out, finding out what like the the state of run because i know run was, was was going to was supposed to come out fairly soon like once like march kind of hit and the lockdown started started happening uh what was that process to find what was, what was the process like to find out that uh the movie was going to be moved to vod as far and, and then a, a popular stream service like hulu um i'll, I'll start with natalie what was what was that process kind of like
0: Yeah. I mean, I think like, like everyone, when the pandemic hit, there was just like a lot of uncertainty at first. And, um, I think at first we were optimistic that maybe, you know, by May the, the pandemic would clear. Um, obviously we know nothing about pandemics. Um, but then eventually it became really a question of like, we, we want the movie to come out. Um, we finished it before the pandemic and, you know, we think it's a, we think it's a fun and entertaining film that will, you know, hopefully give some people some kind of, you know, escape for, for for an hour and a half in these crazy times. And we by no means wanted the movie to come out in a theater and, and be an incentive for people to put their lives at risk. So it really, I don't think there was much of a decision. It was like, this is the thing to do. This is what we have to do to be responsible mm-hmm. um, as filmmakers. And we were really lucky in that some really cool streamers, you know, were talking to us. And we're honestly super pumped about Hulu. We think they have really, really cool stuff on the platform, and they they care about the movie, and it's it's been a great experience. So, um, you know, it was more of like a, a decision that had to be made that we you know arrived at in a very like organic way
2: Mm -hmm. i i was i was for sure someone when i heard because i was i've been looking forward to this movie since i since i heard about the announcement um because of how much i'm a fan of searching back when i saw searching i I actually wrote on twitter that um it was my favorite movie of 2018 and anish replied saying what was number what was number one and i was like hereditary so hereditary got booted out for uh, searching, and it still re- it remained my my number one movie. I'm not gaslighting here, I swear to God. Um, you can ask Hannah; she knows. But um,
1: yes. <laughs> he talks <laughs> about searching
3: all the time.
2: <laughs> but um, yeah, I also I also like like watching like uh. Like theories and perspectives on the movie too. Like I don't know if you guys are familiar with Lessons from a Screenplay, but they oh, yeah. did an episode on Searching, which I really enjoyed uh, watching. But um, my my I was really excited to see that the movie was going on Hulu. Because I do I do think Hulu does a great job at promoting. Uh, movies that that are coming out as far as on like on their homepage and stuff like that. A lot of streaming services. I won't say any names, but just kind of like um, when when the movies that they don't believe in. What you be in you know, <laughs> <laughs> when when movies come out that they don't believe in, it just kind of oh, here it is and figure it out but like i love when hulu has a new release they they promote it like uh, palm springs i saw that at sundance and they promoted that heavily so i'm hoping the same thing happens with uh run but anisha let's go to you talk about what that uh period was like as far as like what was figuring out what the state of run was going to be come the end of the uh, pandemic
3: yeah i mean very similar to that you know we were always texting but um you know i think like the it you know you end it you expect a film to go to theaters. You, it's funny. Like, I think like run and searching are so opposite in the life, the lifespan of what happened to those films, because we made searching being like just a, a spy people in a single room being like, I hope 10 people watch this movie and yeah. that movie ends up going to theaters. And then this movie we start off. We're like, <laughs> this movie is going to theaters. And then like, halfway through the thing, it comes out on streaming and like right. it just has these kind of opposite spectrums. But I, you know, apart from the irony of that, you know, it's just like, I don't know it was just kind of like felt very passive throughout of the whole process you know it just it, it, it like and it not not for reasons that are on not for any of our own thing it was just the world happening and it was just sort of like it was a nice reminder to just kind of like okay we just made a movie it's fine like and i think just watching like the, the decision to go to hulu was the right one and i i feel mm-hmm. very like it was made at the right time um I think it's like made right before we might see even more of like this flux of just movies going straight to to um to just streaming and honestly it's on a platform like you were saying uh duane about the uh the amount of marketing it's like hulu doesn't have that many they doesn't have like nineteen thousand original movies you know when they put their weight behind one of them it matters and i think like to be a part of uh to be a part of that platform right now when it like really matters when like we know Oh Hulu, Palm Springs, you know, like you—you you couldn't say that about anyone else, uh, uh like that. And I think like th- the fact that they're going to treat us like that, or, or, um, you know, give us billboards, I'm very excited about seeing for right. the first time. Um, those are all really kind of meaningful things. But overall, just sort of like accepting the world is, and, and, mm-hmm. and that uh, we're just a very small, uh, uh, having a very small champagne problem.
2: <laughs> so yeah. and then and then and then real quickly, um, it. It, when i saw searching it was at a th- it was that a screening in a theater so there was a lot of reactions as far as like oohs and ahs towards, especially like towards the end when that whole whole thing kind of like you know unfolds. Yeah. And um, this movie has the same thing. It's like you know at the end there's like a lot of things unfolding and you're finding out a lot. So I can imagine, I can imagine how you guys are it probably like sucked at the beginning finding out that it wasn't going to be released in in theaters. But um, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of families will watch and have the same kind of reaction and stuff. Um, so Hannah, let's go to you real quick before we end the uh, intro. Of you did you have any uh, last last questions for Anisha and Natalie
1: uh yeah you kind of just touched on it a little bit uh talking about uh how the movies like unfolded uh I was just wondering like how do you like build around that do you know like what you want to do um because both movies kind of have uh for lack of a better word, a twist uh, <laughs> or something like that. Uh, do you like think of something like that first, and then build around that, or do you just have like a premise, like uh, just a general idea of what you want to do within a film, and then kind of add on to that?
3: Um, that, this is a that, that that for reasons that you don't even know that touches on a very <laughs> interesting story behind camera that that both Matt and I are thinking about right now. How to phrase? Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, so I think um run was never when we first wrote run there was no twist in it um uh, and there there was like there was no that what you are referring to was didn't happen um okay. the last to the last 3 seconds of the movie happened <laughs> um but like that the the thing that you're the talking aha about, moment yes yeah, that aha moment uh-huh. didn't, that, 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 didn't, that that never was the case and it was so funny because like while we were making this film we started to realize like there's no reason that that shouldn't happen you know like it's we're already setting up for this thing and so we ended up doing it and we're like yeah let's let's add it on so in that way like to answer your question no it's not always something that we approached it with you know like one of the things that in the spirit of making it opposite of searching we in the beginning intended it to not have a twist you know like that would be the opposite of searching um and then it was one of those things that just happened throughout the process first person ever asked kind of this question like but like the in throughout the process of making run it just became very clear to us that like this might be the right move here and like without even trying to we've actually set it up we set up the twist um without ever trying to do it uh like that opening was never intended to suggest what it ends up suggesting obviously but then when it but then the twist felt so inevitable. It was like, oh, of course that scene is what mean- that was that was what that means. Um, so uh, yeah, it was, it was sort of like very discovered in the process, which I guess is an interesting story about how movies get made and like how much you're constantly learning about the thing that you're making after you write it, after you shoot it, after you edit it. You know, you're mm-hmm. just constantly trying to like improve it and figure out as many kind of ways that you can. So that was one of those things that came out later in the process. But so it's a short answer is no, it's never kind of gone in. But- <laughs> Um, that said I, do, I don't suspect we'll be doing one of those things again because I think three <laughs> would be too
2: much <laughs> I don't think so I disagree I think it'd be perfectly I, fine <laughs>
1: I can where, imagine the film like without it like you're explaining but with it it just makes it all the more satisfying and <laughs> I loved it so much
2: agreed agreed where, where was the movie filmed just because there was a there was a moment where like uh, the uh, the characters go into go into a theater and then our main character has to like do something which listen Hannah was talking earlier about how not breathing I think I had palpitations when that scene was happening because i just like <laughs> get out of the situation please so where was the movie filmed if you can say
0: yeah no we totally can we we filmed in canada we were in um manitoba is the province and mm-hmm. we we're in winnipeg and it's a very 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 cold place <laughs> we, we froze our butts off yeah. uh, a cold a cold city with a lot of warm people though
2: Right. Okay. That was, uh, that was pretty much my last, uh, kind of question. I'm sure we have, we are, should be out of time soon for this um interview. So, um, I wanted to thank you guys both for coming on the show today. It really, really does mean a lot to me. I was able to speak to Seb a few years ago about searching, but to get, to finally talk to you guys both has been like such a pleasure for me. Um, so I wanted to just throw it to you guys, um, let everyone know about a little bit more about the movie and, uh, We already kind of said it, but where they can find the movie when it premieres. Start with Natalie.
0: Yeah, so Run comes out on Hulu on November 20th. We hope you guys will watch and watch with your family or Bubbles. You'll be on the (laughs) edge of your feet and, you know, call call your mom and tell her you love her after.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Anish.
3: Uh, I, I, yeah, I totally agree with all of those. It definitely comes out November 20th on Hulu. Um, <laughs> and definitely hope that you watch it with the people that you like. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, hopefully a movie that tests how much you can hold your breath like you guys said. Like it <laughs> so, yeah, but thank you guys so much for uh, for talking thank to you. us. Really appreciate it. Thank, thank you.
2: you. Yeah,
0: thank you guys for taking the time.
2: Thank you. Um, Alrighty, guys, uh, that is it for today's show. Uh, my name is Dwayne once again, um, and that was Hannah, and that was Anish, and that was Natalie. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.